can you like randomly just take a couple like sideways of me and hers? I don't have any to post. I haven't in a long time. Okay, thank God I can cut all that out. <laughs> so Kenzie's phone just got here and decided to randomly have a ship it. Like there's lines all across her screen. No, like bad now when I'm trying to text something, my screen, my the keyboard is like shaking. Like the keyboard right here was shaking. You can try and reset it. See if it does it again. No, it's not doing it now, but see if it does it again. Oh, see right there. Have you dropped it recently? Um, I dropped it once and it broke a while ago, but I haven't dropped it since. Then all of a sudden it's just expanding. Okay. Whatever. I need a new phone anyways. The only reason I didn't want a new phone because my cute new black kitty phone case. We'll get one that will fit it. I know. Dude, same. It was cheap. It's when I got like that one, bad. like I was all bummed because my potion bottles and my bat and stuff don't fit it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was fucking shitty. Yeah. Take one that way and then go over there. Oh, and we're take doing the picture. Way. Let me get ready for this, man. Um. Anyways, hi. Good morning. Good morning. So, for those of you that are in the closed group, which again, if you're not, you're I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Well, we're in the middle of changing the podcast name. So, um, if you go find it, it's going to be as above, so below podcast group. Okay. Yeah. Um, that it's will still showing heckle and shide right now. I, in iTunes is iTunes not and ideal to work with. Right. So it's going to, you're going to see both. It's going to be back and forth for a minute. Yeah. Um, so right now you can still find us as heckle and shide. Um, but just heads up, we are in the process of changing it. Yep. Also, I know you saw it, but I know there's a lot of people that are not in the group. Tyler called me yesterday, told me that um, <clears throat> he saw the preview for Maleficent and asked me why I didn't tell him that I had a movie coming out. <laughs> he's so. like, why did you not tell me you're starring in a movie? Yeah, he like, was like, on. it's so, he's like, it's so much like you. He's like, the way she talks about things in, the, in like the little clips, because he was watching something on like E. Uh-huh. And like the things she says in the clips, and he's like, even the way she looks and the faces she makes, I was like, holy shit, that could be Shelby. <laughs> I was like, you just wait till you get out of prison and you see my fat pregnant face and realize I don't look like that right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you don't even look like you've gained much weight at all, though. Cause I've gained 25 I, pounds. But you don't look like it, though. Oh, like I fucking feel like it. Because I, I see you often, but not often enough that I wouldn't notice the changes. Yeah. And I don't feel like you, you didn't, like, expand or anything. Oh, I did. If I showed, well, if I showed you, like, a side-by-side of, like, the week I took a pregnancy test mm-hmm. to, like, now, you'd yeah. be able to you see. You could tell that difference there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm just, oh, my God. <sighs> I'm, I don't, hmm, I lost all that weight just to gain it Just to gain it back? back? I know. It's I okay. Know. You know what to do to lose it again when you're done. Oh, I know. I'm not having more kids, though, which displeases Casey. Oh, well. <laughs> shit happens well so what's gone on in your bubble um not a lot has gone on besides i've been getting back into my jewelry business a lot which you know you guys Um, she made me the prettiest fucking ring i post oh yeah uh i'm starting a coven (laughs) (laughs) you like the way your face if you guys could have seen her face (laughs) oh god well, I was going to say I posted it in the group, and then I realized, wait a minute, wrong group. I posted it in the coven. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll post it in the group group so you guys can see how pretty it is. It's fucking, it's a big, chunky crystal ring, and it's so fucking pretty. I love it. I wanted it. I was making it, and I was like, oh, I like that. Just I make yourself make one. one. I know I am. I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. Now I'm just like, well, here's the problem. I'm going to end up with like 10. Right. So that's fine. <laughs> I love making them, so hey. And well, I like maybe like a little bit of like a smaller one for like another finger, like mm-hmm. you know the ones that like stop like right there. Oh, I have so many of those. Right, but like with a crystal on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like the midi style rings, but yeah. like with a smaller stone. Oh, I think it'd be. I have some small like different color or different color. Obviously, I have smaller beads like rose quartz and stuff like that. Oh, see, that'd be perfect. That'd be really cute to do with the mm-hmm. um, gold or rose gold band. Yeah, it's so pretty. Yeah, so Shelby's right now that she has on. I just gave it to her today. It's rose gold band, smoky quartz crystal. It's like, but it's awesome. It's like, what's interesting is like I've been dreaming about triangles a lot, which are a huge PowerPoint, mm-hmm. and it's actually the symbol on the thing for the coven anyway. Oh like yeah, the triangle, like yeah. the spirit witch thing. If you look at that stone, it's. Mm-hmm. I turned I made it that way so you could have the point pointing in or out yeah i so love it you, you know? yeah mm-hmm. i love it oh that's a good idea anyways kenzie's going first this week oh yeah i gotta get pulled up um i'm actually i've been 
this has been ready four weeks. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> but like, I've been excited because as much as you can have, like, it's going to sound really weird, but, like, he's one of my favorite serial killers. <laughs> that sounds real weird. Okay, well, I'm excited to find out who you're doing then. Just because know. he... Oh, you'll hear. Oh, my God. It's just the way he was able to get away with shit. What the fuck? She's Ed like... Kemper. Fa- uh-huh. Okay, I know the name, but, like, I don't think my memory is going to be jogged until you're, like, a couple murders in. Okay. And all of a that sudden, I'm going to be like, ah, it's going to be fine. Did you know Tyler tried to argue with me about the Iceman? What? What the fuck? Why? Well, what? here's the thing. Not necessarily, quote, unquote, argue. Casey showed me this video of the Iceman, and Tyler happened to call, and he could hear it, like, in the background. Mm-hmm. He was like, what are you watching? And I told him. It was, like, this little snippet. And he was like, oh, yeah, that guy was, like crazy and da, 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 and he did this and i was like okay but here's the thing <laughs> like i'm really weird with murderers now let me explain why <laughs> like so he was like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you don't understand yeah it's more like they're mental and like when i found out that he had the antisocial what is it what that's not what it is um whatever it was it like so many people have it and again it's one of those arguments we could argue nature versus nurture Mm. and he's such a shitty childhood like did he just trigger because i know a few people that could have triggered yeah well it's crazy to it's so interesting how many people think they know about different things because i'm one of them like i'm like oh i think i know about this thing and then like i do the research oh good perfect maybe my hand will get fatter throughout the day who knows (laughs) But, like, someone was trying to tell me, he was trying to tell me these facts about Ed. I'm like, actually, Mr. Kemper did this. She said Mr. Kemper? (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't get me wrong. He's not a good guy. But. Oh, I fucking don't think that any of them are good people. (laughs) But as much as I can say, he's my favorite. It's weird. I know, but he is. Okay. So he's also known as the co-ed killer. Oh, Okay, that already triggers something. All right. Okay, so Ed Kemper was born on December 18th, 1948 in Burbank, California. Um, and he was the middle child. So his And his parents' names were Edmund I and Clarnell was his mother's name. That already would trigger me if I was the child. Clarnell. Send it back. Well, get this. He weighed 13 pounds at birth. You want to push that out? Fat fuck. Fat fuck. I would. So I tall. Get, you know what? I'm going to guess right now his mom hates him. <laughs> I'm going to just throw it out there. That's a pretty good guess. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I would hate you too. I 13 would. fucking pounds. She probably ripped him in half. Yeah. You would think because from pictures, she doesn't seem like a bigger girl at all. She seems pretty small. It's a solid Not like for me. skinny, but not big. Oy. So, okay, after his parents divorced in 1957, he moved in with his mom and his two sisters in Montana. Clarnell was an alcoholic and possibly suffering from, like, a uh, personality disorder. Oh, lovely. So, Ed Kemper I, the dad, had worked on a nuclear bomb testing site in the Pacific, Pacific, and he had once said, suicide missions in wartime and the later atomic bomb testings were nothing compared to living with Carnell. What? She must have been a fucking bitch. Oh, no. Um, well, okay, yeah. Clarnell would berate her husband for what she perceived as a menial job and refused to coddle her son for fear that it would turn him gay. <laughs> so she wouldn't hug her son thinking it would turn him gay. Wow. Wow. Sorry, Dominic. Apparently, I'm going to turn you all gay. No more hugs. <laughs> So as a That's child, it. I'm not hugging my mom anymore. Look at his face. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. <laughs> you look at him. He's like, will you guys stop fucking talking about me? <laughs> my poor child. Oh, God. Okay. So as a child, he went, underwent at least two near-death experiences. Um, so one of the times his older sister, Susan, supposedly attempted to push him in front of an oncoming train. I'm going to guess that didn't work. That didn't happen. And another time, he came close to drowning after she managed to push him in a swimming pool. Okay, but just, like, push him because he was tall. Can he just, like, stand up? She's like, just, like, stand up. Like, don't I can't. be so dramatic. Because, like, if it's anything past the four foot, I'm... Yeah, if someone tries foot, to like, I'm drowning drown just standing flat foot. Same. Like... <laughs> We're fucking short. I have to, like, tiptoe as soon as I hit the five foot. And even then, like, oh, my head's, Five foot like, would be at, like, my eyeballs yeah. or my and, nose. And, like, tilted all the way back like this. It's yeah. so bad. It No. What are you? I'm five four, I think. I'm five, five three, two. Five, four. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, you are a tiny bit shorter than yeah. me. I didn't... Looking, you can't really pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, it's so not ideal. Okay, so... Ed Kemper was already a head taller than his peers when he was only four years old. So, But his mother stood at six foot tall and his dad was six eight. She's a big bitch. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? She's his probably, dad was six eight? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh. Um, so, obviously, Kemper had a difficult relationship with, the, with his alcoholic mother. Obviously, she, like I said, she was very critical of him, and she blamed Ed for all of um, her problems. She blamed them all on him. Well, I would, too, if he was 13 fucking pounds, so sorry. <laughs> I can't sit down. It's your fault. I can't stand up and feel comfortable. It's your fault. We're going to get to the end of this, and after everything you hear, you're going to be like, well, he was 13 pounds, so. Probably. Like, uh, that, it probably, like, squished his fucking brain. Like, could you imagine the size of his head? Coming out of that? Jesus Christ. I wonder if he had to have a C-section, because that's a big baby. What, what, what year was he born? For 1948. They didn't have fucking C-sections. Yeah, right. The yeah, bitch had to push him out vaginally. And I bet they didn't even sew her up all the way. That's why she's mad. <laughs> she blames not having sex on him. It was her fault. Sorry, Dominic. Okay, so when he was eight years old, she had forced him to live in the basement um, because he had mentioned that she didn't necessarily intend on putting him down there to torture him, but because there wasn't enough bedrooms when he was, so when he would complain, she would smack him and call him a wimp. A wimp? Yeah. Oh, okay. In his interview, (laughs) had compared the basement to hell. The main floor to earth and the upstairs where his mom and sister slept as heaven. So he never understood why his sisters got to sleep in heaven and he had to sleep in hell. Huh. That is um, a strange analogy. Yeah. Well, one, so I did a lot of research on him. I watched a few of his interviews and they're like an hour long. Oh, I believe it. Um, and so that's when he mentioned that. But he's such a talker. Like there's straight from his mouth. There's different stories. Dude. They are people mm-hmm. like that. Like if you watch the Iceman one, there's like three or four different docs and all they want to mm-hmm. do is talk about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they are so fucking self-centered. They really are. The Wait, maybe I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just haven't done the actual committing of the crime. Well, that crime. I don't know about others. Probably others. Listen, we're not here to meet me, me. You and me go to prison. <laughs> um... Okay, so Kemper's childhood was filled with dark fantasies of killing and often played odd ritualistic games with his younger sister's dolls, Ugh. where he'd pull off their hands and their heads of the dolls. What the fuck? Um, he'd also cut the hands of his sister's favorite Barbie. Oh, I already said that. Barbies because, oh, he, the reason he did it was because she broke the cap gun, broke oh. the cap off his gun out of jealousy. But one of his favorite games as a child Siblings was to play. Siblings fucking fight all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and his favorite game as a child was to play Gas Chamber. That's not a fun game. That's not a game. That's, that's not, a game. not a game. What was he using as the gas? It's all smoke. This terrifies well, well. me. Like, what does he do? Turn the water all the way hot and it's just like smoke billowing out of the bathroom? Like, I don't. Oh my God. It's all like. How did the... he even understand? Oh my God. Yeah, okay. I don't know. But he also liked to play electric chair as well. So gas chamber. Well, and that one I can chair. understand. A little jolt to get you started for the day. <laughs> He's like, so this might be how my life ends someday. Fuck, yeah, fuck the coffee. We're just gonna zap it. Yeah, just <laughs> zap me into some energy. Oh my god. Okay, so um, when he played electric chair, his sister, one of his sisters, would tie him up and pretend to flip a switch while he acted like he was a convict <laughs> undergoing his execution. <laughs> you know. The life predictions that started at such a young age. Like, didn't you see this? He had to have been semi-psychic. I'm just saying. (laughs) It must be. Um, Where is he I lost it. Okay. So he'd also trick cars by laying in the middle of the road when cars were coming. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Why do I find this stuff so funny? It's just so out there. Okay, so at one point, his sister teased him about a crush he had on his teacher, <clears throat> and she would tease him about supposedly how he wanted to kiss his teacher. So normal childhood things. Right. And he replied by saying, I'd have to kill her first Wait, before he kissed her. I'm sorry. 
That is no. Look, I have to kill her mm-mm. first, he says. No. No, you don't. For one. For two. <laughs> no, you don't. For two. <laughs> this. Oh, my God. Most people don't figure out their kinks until way later in life. The yeah, fact that this child is like, well, she has to be dead first. How do you. Are you running around kissing dead raccoons? Do you know you like the like feeling of like cold flesh? Oh, I can't even well, say we'll it. get into the dead cats in a second. Oh, so. don't do this to me. Maybe we shouldn't do these horror ones while you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we should just do all spiritual for a while. That sounds really boring. That does sound really boring. I wouldn't even want to listen to that. So let's yeah. keep going. Just plug your ears if you have to. Oh God! All right. They're like we're listening. Don't worry. Okay, so. He exhibited high in- exhibited high intelligence, but also signs of excessive cruelty at a young age. His first victims were the family cats. Hmm. When he was ten, he be- buried buried <laughs> their family cat alive, dug it back up. Oh my god, I can't talk. Dug it back up, and or after it had died, and then decapitated the head and mounted it on a spike. What the fuck? According to his later statements, the fact that he was um, wait, my, f- where that, where that thing is going yeah. across my phone, it's like messing things up. It's like moving it. Okay. So according to his later statements, the fact that he was lying to his family about killing the animals brought him pleasure. So he lied to the family that he didn't kill them, but he actually did. And that brought him pleasure. So he killed the second family cat when he was 13. So three years later, after he thought it was showing more affection to his younger sister than to him. He cut its body into multiple pieces and kept those in his closet until his mother found him. Uh, He then went to live with his father for about 30 days, but then he ended up back with his mother, who decided to send the troubled teenager to live with his paternal grandparents in California. And that was in 63. Why? This is more like a curiosity question. Why back in the day was it a common practice to just send away the child that was misbehaving? Yeah. If, if anything, that would trigger them more because yeah. then they'd feel they feel even unwanted. less wanted. Right. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, cool. My mom's just going to like shove me off to someone else. Yeah. Aye. Well, that could have been what led to the, the killings, you know. It's good. The mics are just really up too. So I'm talking really loud. Oh, now which, I'm talking loud. Which is good. The mics are just really up too. So what the fuck? Okay. That like. I don't know. Tell me where I'm good to go. I don't want to talk. It's going to. Tell me where I'm good to go. I yeah, don't want to talk. It's going to mess it up. It stops oh. moving like it used to. Yeah, and then this all fuck, the it's fucked up. We're done. Okay, <laughs> so. A couple different stories about how he ended up. Stories about how he ended up with his grandparents, but. And they all come from him. So, like I said, Big Ed loves to talk. So, Kimper. How much of it? Accurate. Like, straight from who knows. So we know that none of, of them are probably happened, accurate. Anyways, so he li- he hated living with his grandparents on their farm. So before going going to North North Fork, he had already began learning about firearms. But his grandparents took his rifle away after he'd killed several birds and other small animals. His grandma grandma was an author of children's books, and his grandpa was a retired state employee. Because <laughs> that'll stop him. Um, and then his grandma sometimes kept a gun on her for protection, probably from her grandson. Hmm. Too bad she didn't have it on her then, though. Uh, it wouldn't have helped her, though. Um, possibly from which is from him as. Oh, she kept the gun on her for protection, and I'm thinking probably because she knew he was kind of crazy at that point. It was 63 he went and moved with her. It was the 50s, I'm assuming, when yeah. she had a gun on her? Yep, same here. Oh, yeah, I'd have a gun. I mean, I have a gun nowadays. I Nobody freak out. <laughs> We're definitely pro-gun. But I don't give I'm a fuck if you're not. I'm going to have to be saving your ass. No, I'm just kidding. She's like, no, no I care. Yeah, you're <laughs> you. But anyways, um, I'm just... On August 27th, 1964... Kemper finally turned his building rage on his grandparents. After an argument with his grandma, he grabbed his gun and said he was leaving when she said to him, he better not be shooting any more birds. Okay. So that's when he stopped, turned around, and shot her in the head, in the back of the head. 
and then shot her in the back two more times. And his grandpa, his grandpa was at the store, at the uh, grocery <gasps> store at the time. So when he came back, oh it was God. right after Kimper had dragged his grandma's body from the kitchen to her room. Ed had met his grandma, grandpa in the driveway and shot him and then hid the body. But he said his real reason for killing his grandpa was because he didn't want him to have to see his dead wife and have a heart attack and die. Right. So he killed him because he didn't want him to die. That doesn't even make oh, sense. Oh, so it was out of sympathy. Like, oh, yeah, I killed him so he wouldn't have a heart attack and die. Such a fucking what? favor. What? Listen. Yeah, so he's smart. Not that fucking smart. Apparently, logic has been Okay, so Ed had said in one of his interviews so that he instantly felt like the world had stopped and no. turned to look at him because he knew what he had done. Or he thought they had knew what he had done. So, um, he'd also mentioned that they'd... So, he was living up in the mountains at that time with his grandparents on that farm. Okay, that so, sense. he said he would have been a mass murderer at 15 if they didn't live in the mountains because at that point, he would have just kept killing until someone had stopped him. So, he said, good thing he lived in the mountain because at that point, he called his mom who told him to call the police. And so, he calls the police, turns them in, and he's sitting on the porch waiting for them when the cops show up and arrest him. Right. Yeah. So oh. for his crimes, Kimber was handed over to the California to Youth Authority because, himself. again, he was Bloody only 15. Brilliant. He underwent a variety of tests, which determined that he had a very high IQ, but also suffered from paranoia, right. paranoid schizophrenia. <laughs> well, it's 63, so who knows? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously like, started who, they like gave him shock treatment, treatment so was like, he was released good. back into society. They don't even do that. Um, so Kimber was like, eventually sent to... Atascadero State Hospital. It's a mm -hmm. maximum security facility for mentally ill convicts. <laughs> I want to go visit there. A bunch of mentally ill convicts. That sounds like one of the safer places. <laughs> Can you imagine how horrible Literally energy? No. Like if they ever there shut that down, it would just like terrifying a haunted places places. I would visit like, holy before God, going into would a be place miserable. like that. Yeah. You I couldn't even, even handle like parking walking lot like through I... the visitor's entry to a regular yeah. prison no, because I felt like things were crawling all intense. over me. Like, I don't even okay, know if I'd so get that far in 1969, Kemper was released from Atascadero at the age of 21. Mm -hmm. Despite his prison doctor's recommendation that he not live with his mother because of their past. Yeah. Um, because of past abuse and psychological issues involving her. So he went her, in for six years was told not to move back in with her, but he did. He um, rejoined her in Santa Cruz, California, where she'd moved after ending her third marriage. And she, yeah, and she took a job at the University of California. Oh, they're all stable. <laughs> shit happens. I don't, I don't Just kidding. Shit. I'm on my second. Um, while really there, Kemper attended a community college <laughs> for a time and worked a variety of jobs, which eventually finding employment with the Department of Transportation in 1971. If you could see what my screen's doing right now, God. it wasn't doing this this morning before you picked me up. So by the time you picked me up, oh, no, when I, I got it. here, like this that happened. line's moving through your phone. Oh, I think I shut it in the door. I remember something Technology? shutting in the door. <coughs> Technology. Okay, so Kemper had applied to become a cop, but was rejected because of his size. Um, and I didn't mention this here. I mentioned it later. Wait, what? Do you oh, know yeah. who, like, that just made mm -hmm. me think of? A cop um, in that size. So what I was going to say, I ended up mentioning this later. Robert, Robert the big, huge too. brother that's Some a people cop. are going to be like, how did he try to become a cop? He had his record sealed. He got his record sealed, so. Yeah, so they didn't know anything about any of this. You can because you're 15. It again. should not be sealed. Fuck Which no. is kind of uncomfortable. I feel like if it's murder in any way, shape, yeah, or form, it should not be sealed. So... He was, like um, I said, he was rejected because of his size. What? what the fuck do I well, know? Size. He weighed 300 pounds and was 6'9". So he was a big guy. Well, hence his nickname, I Big Ed. something I'm so glad it did not come out. Okay, <laughs> so however, he did hang Good around girl, some Shelby. of the Santa Cruz police officers. There was sure. a bar that he went to. It was like the jury house or something like that. 
Okay, cool. <gasps> I now like officially clicked. know who this yep. is. Okay, cool. I fucking And he became really good friends with these cops. Mean. Like, he went and drank with them yes. every night, and he would talk oh, to them about cases. Oh, my God. Like, they were cool with Ed. They thought Ed was cool. Big Ed, he's the man. <laughs> I just spit. Sorry. What a um, okay, so the same year that he began working for the highway department, Kemper <laughs> was hit by a car while out on his motorcycle. His arm was badly injured, and then he so he received a $15,000 settlement. Good. Not good, good, because this settlement led him to buy a car, which is what he used to get the women into his car to go kill them. So, um, he should have just kept with the fucking motorcycle. Not good. So, after he... What? What? <laughs> I didn't hear you. And throwing Probably. himself off of it? What? Off a cliff? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said he should have thrown himself like off of it. At yeah, high no, speed. He would, <laughs> we would have been better off. That would have been fine. I'm not even sorry. Street. Fuck you. Get out. Okay, Please so... Get all the way out. I seem nice, She's so I'm nice. Not I'm not gonna say that, and I'm like, no. I hope you fucking fall and get Depends mangled. Depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> like, both. Little of both. Depends okay. on the day. So, unable to work, Kemper turned his mind towards okay. other pursuits. So at this point, he was living with a friend instead of his mom. <laughs> oh. He got handy, oh didn't okay, he? Okay, so Ed received the Sorry. settlement money from his, ac- from his accident, and he purchased I'm shut a the Ford fuck Galaxy. Out. I'm going to do that. And at that point is when he started planning the murders, and but he ends up taking over a year before he actually commits any of his murders. So he does a lot of planning first. He does a lot of buying up supplies, stuff like that. Okay. Right. So... So Ed noticed that a large number of young women were oh, hitchhiking. Yeah, I mean, in the obviously. So he Who began doesn't? storing. I know. So Lisa, it's not as much of a thing anymore. Now we just have Uber and we just <laughs> have strangers give us rides. <laughs> do that. Because you know we're not supposed to get in rides with strangers, but now we do, and then we pay them. Yeah, because that's safe. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't had like an Uber <laughs> serial killer. Yet. Okay, so we pay them to be strangers for us. Uh, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> A gun, a knife, plastic bags, blankets, handcuffs, and a few other things. And then he started training for the murders by... All I can see is him running with like a pack of, the, of murder equipment. The stairs and does the rock Right, thing. he's just like sprinting. <laughs> I should not be making fun of this situation. I'm making fun of him. Right? Just in case anyone is a, like, I'm making fun of like, him. What was as his an mantra going through his head? Just like, must kill them train. all, kill them all. Like, that's fuck. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> oh, well. It was on a movie I just watched, so it wasn't original. I didn't come oh, up no. with that. Oh, no. That was way worse than anything I had in my head. Oh, probably. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I've seen the first one like seven times. Not the original, that one. Oh, have you seen the new It? I haven't. I won't do it. <coughs> Here's. I don't want to watch it while I'm pregnant yeah, because I, I get so tense that my stomach gets tighter um, and tighter. So when I'm pregnant, yeah, I just I don't watch that. scary or horror, anything like that. Okay, so he was training for the murders. That's where I was. So he started by picking up women who were hitchhiking and just kind of watching their reactions to different things that he'd say or do. So um, he, would end, he would eventually get them all to their destination for those ones. But he, in that time, ended up taking over 150 women to their destination without hurting them. That was his training. 150 women worth of training. Yeah. Um, oh. So when he offered a ride, okay, this is where things start getting a little dark. Well, <laughs> more dark. Okay, so when he offered a ride to two Fresno State 18-year-old students, Marianne, <laughs> I'm so bad with names, Marianne Pesh, Pesh something like that, and Anita, I'm going to just say first names. Um, because they would never and eventually make it to their destinations. Their family had reported them missing not long after they had taken that ride with Ed, but nothing would be known of what happened to them until August 15th, when a female's head was discovered in the woods near Santa Cruz and was later de- um, identified as Marianne. 
so Anita's remains were never found. After the murders, he had brought the bodies back to his apartment and removed their heads and hands. This is going to get rough, so bear with me. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I really did. That, oh, that so tasted like coffee. He reportedly like engaged in sexual activity with their corpses, <laughs> as well as had conversations with their heads. Right. Like, oh, I mean, you don't you know, talk. You just you always want someone to listen to you, but how dare so they answer he, back? So why he, why the women were still alive, he made sure not to let them know right. that they were going to be raped after. Fuck job. But he did make sure to imply it. I'm like, oh, you're such a good guy. Oh, you're so sweet for not telling them they're going to be raped, just implying it and then killing them. <laughs> what? The reason I'm laughing, let me explain it to I can't you even guys, because that's that's, that's, that's not funny. That's fucking horrible for the women to go through on a mental and emotional level. But why I'm laughing is because, no, but I, I've, I'm, I think anyone that listens to this podcast is intrigued enough mm-hmm. by the human mind that like we've all done enough research on different fucked up stories mm-hmm. that we all know that in his yeah. head, that is how he made himself feel like a good guy. Like, that's how he justified doing a lot of what he did, mm-hmm. which makes me fucking laugh because I'm like, bro, <laughs> you make the devil, like, sound like a good roommate. We're probably, probably better than Darwin, but that's not the point. Happily little home. I don't know. We're just gonna glaze it's right it's over that. It's... Well, imagine watching the interviews oh where you God. see his face, you going. see his reactions to things. It took me a few days to be able to get through all of them because it would make me so sick. Ew. I don't want to do that. So he explained in one of the interviews how he had locked Marianne and Anita in the car so they couldn't get out. He, and this is probably one of the things he practiced on all of his training. He um, reached in front of, I think it was Marianne in the front seat. And, or like, thin. I'm just kidding. Why wasn't he training to get like a job? No, I'm just kidding. 300 pounds but for a tall guy like he wasn't really that big like he was Was big but not like huge fat he was just tall yeah but um so he explained that he had dropped a piece or some a tube of chapstick behind the latch so he told her like the door doesn't shut right or something so he reached across her to shut it and then dropped a chapstick behind so she couldn't open it so the door is locked from her like she couldn't tell it was locked because the thing was the lock wasn't down you know so she had no idea she's locked in there until she would have tried to open it. Yeah. Right. I wonder how many times he practiced dropping that chapstick to get it in mm-hmm. the exact right spot that it would fucking lock. And that had yeah. to have been like a hit well, or you miss know he situation had to have fairly frequently. Like if he didn't he get it in the exact that right spot, that thing wasn't locking. Two, just <sighs> mm-hmm. What blows my mind is like, yeah, like use bruh, your talent. Obviously, you're that. fucking smart. Like, go work for go, like yeah, NASA or pretty something. Much. Okay, so right, go build. Ed then drove matter. to a remote area and put Anita in the trunk, and then tried to strangle Marianne, but it, that didn't work. So then he, yeah. Well, then he cut her throat and stabbed her, and then he did the same to Anita. Oh well. On to the next. <laughs> he mentioned in his interview, he would ask himself oh, often if he was nope. crazy, but then reassured himself that the fact that he was even asking oh, proved that he wasn't. That's a solid Okay, yes. first of all, I ask myself if I'm crazy all the time. I know it's a solid yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's a He's fucking like, oh, solid. Like, crazy? No, in I capital. Okay? So, and I know that. So... <laughs> Crazy people don't think they're crazy. Right? Like, obviously, yeah, we know we are. processing it that way means I'm very stable. <laughs> Wrong again. So, later that year, on September 14th, 1972, <laughs> yeah, we know, yeah. <laughs> Kemper picked up a 15-year-old. Named, her name is so hard. Aiko Ku? Who had decided to hitchhike rather than wait for the bus to take to her dance class. fucking kidding me? It was obvious to Ed that Aiko knew something wasn't right. And oh God, when he, when Ed on. got out of the car, for some reason, I don't know why he got out of the car, she had locked him out of the car. And the keys are inside. 
she didn't know that there was a gun under her seat. She locked him out? Get it, girl. She then, don't know how he did it, unlocked the motherfucking door for him. She unlocked the door for him. I don't know. She didn't he did it? take the key. The Why? Keys and drive in off the in the car. She had to have known the keys were in go there. Down or how else would he have gotten, not gotten back in, you know? He's like trying to get her to open the door, and she finally did. So he then, right. after she had opened the door, she's I don't like this. I don't like it. We're fairly close to being. The baby's uncomfortable. She's kicking me. She's like, this is such a shit show. <laughs> Send it all back. Oh, really? That's People keep trying to I want slide know, in, like, I'm how to get her name out of me. <laughs> and then I have, like, 1,700 yeah. cool names going through my head. I'm like, it's probably one of these. It's a lot. Well, trust me. Well, 1,699 of those. 1,700? That's, that's so many for me. cool names. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's got to be one of these. It's, I probably, I had to have guessed one, one time. No, she's They're probably mine be, now. like, so out there right? and cool, like, I wouldn't have even thought of it. The thing mm-hmm. is... Oh. The thing is, is I have mentioned a couple names, and it is one of the names so that I've mentioned. So you probably have already said the name to me then, huh? So when it's announced, everyone's going to huh. be like, are you On a podcast, I'm going to listen no. to every episode the first couple minutes. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yes, I have. I know I have. Oh. Why do I have to have such a shitty memory? I already double-checked to make well, sure we'll that the name soon. wasn't on the podcast. Okay, so he's oh. in put tape over her mouth well, and tried to do? suffocate her by putting his large fingers over her nostrils, her little nostrils, after the tape was on her mouth. I don't know. He just, like, stuck his feet. Yeah. Well, why didn't he just, More like, like, why didn't you just did he squeeze do that? Like, that's weird. And you got her love how I'm doing fingers. it. Like, why did you just squeeze her nose? Right? Like, what is that? Well, clearly, he doesn't have a problem with bodily fluids and stuff. <laughs> Because that's what he's concerned about. Okay, so then she passed okay, out. Okay, I don't, I don't want to hear that. So he then he continued, and then she eventually died, and then he had raped her body. Days later, Ed went to see a panel of psychologists. Days later, he went to see a panel of psychologists about his record. Remember how I told you how it eventually got sealed? <clears throat> so this was back with all that. So, um. Yeah. Oh my god, I lost it. Okay, his record. Okay, so about his record, which was later sealed. One man on the panel was so confident in Ed's change that he compared the man, his own motorcycle being more dangerous than Ed to anyone else. Meanwhile, Ed had her head in his trunk right outside in the parking lot. Men are stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Not all, but <coughs> good portion. I apologize. Not all men are stupid. So as he's talking to this panel oh. about how he's normal, how everything's fine, he's good now. Oh he has her head God. in his trunk just outside. And then eventually after this, Ed ended up moving back in with his mom. And which it doesn't make any sense because all of the killings happened after a fight with her. Mm. So like wise. He did, but he hadn't um he wanted to kill her. Set on that yet? Like he wasn't Sure, he wanted to kill her, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people oh, are yeah, like, usually crazy people are weird with their mothers. Don't be a mom. And it's you usually the mothers that mom. have triggered them. God damn. God, bitches, get your shit together. Okay, anyways. So, in January 1973, the same day Ed <laughs> bought a gun, he continued by picking up a hitchhiker named Cindy Shaw, who he then shot and killed. While his mother was out, Kemper went to her home. Well, he was living with her, so he went home and hid Shaw's body in his room. So the next day, while his mother went to work, while she was at work, he then proceeded to have sex with Cindy's body. I don't do things that I don't need to hear. Has he never heard of jacking off? It's just a question. Fucking A. Apparently, both him and his well, mom apparently need to do shit. Masturbate more. That's the message, okay? That's the message we're giving um, here. So, he then dismembered her corpse Ew. there Ew. the following day and threw some of her parts into the ocean. And several several parts were later discovered when they washed up on shore the next day. 
Well, get this next part. After he had done stuff. Oh, so he wasn't even like thorough. He was just like, oh, fucking send it. Head in his mother's backyard after removing the bullet from her skull. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on February fifth, nineteen seventy-three, so now he's a surgeon. A campus parking sticker his mother had given him to kill his next victims. He drove to the university where he offered a ride to two students, Rosalind Thorpe and Alice Liu. Shortly after picking them up, he shot the two young women and then drove past the campus security at the gates with the two women in his car already shot dead. This was the first time he had actually picked up two women separate, or that he didn't pick up the... Okay, hold on. This was the first time he picked up two women, but separately. The first two women were together. These two, he picked them up, but separately. So Ed shot Rosalind in the back of the head when she was looking out the window. And at this point, Alice already knew what was coming next for her, obviously. So he turned and shot back at Alice, but he missed many times. I'm guessing she was obviously ducking, hiding, moving. She knew what was happening. But he then got her again at point blank. After those murders, he again decapitated the two women in the driveway of his home. I don't know. Well, he liked to do stuff with the heads. All of them. What is their bodies the their thing with the heads? So he could decapitate, okay. decapitated his two, so two of the those two women in the driveway of his home at night with his neighbors all home, his mom inside, just in his trunk in the driveway. Uh, he later then further dismembered their bodies, okay. removed the bullets from their heads, and disposed of their parts in different locations. In March, some of Thorpe's and Lou's remains were discovered by hikers um, in San Mateo County. Ed eventually picks up two more women in almost the same situation as the first two, but he decides not to kill them. He told himself that he needed to stop, but mm-hmm. and that he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to kill these two women. Apparently, now he has the conscious. Yeah. Where is this okay. his inner voice talking to him? Like his knees weak, arms are like heavy, that I don't know, vomit on a sweater like already, mom spaghetti, out. who knows? Okay. <laughs> I know, but it just, oh, I wanted Jesus to keep going H. with Christ. Thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the song I was talking about, but mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I just love Eminem. I've heard all of his shit. I love him. Have you heard the Guilty Conscience song? Mm-hmm. So that is I, when he decided that he needed song, to kill I his mom. Same. Because he couldn't kill, he didn't want to continue killing other innocent people. He wanted to kill his mom. In place of his mother. That was in oh, place of his mother. Well, I mean, listen. She would have killed her first. All these people wouldn't have been dead, probably. <sighs> I feel like he just should have killed her first and then been fine. I'm not mm-hmm. saying kill everybody. Right. I'm not saying murder is okay. Trigger. I'm Careful just saying if you have a trigger, get rid of your trigger. Can't okay, leave everybody so, else alone. <laughs> so in, 19, in April 1973, that's when Kemper committed his last two murders. Mm. That was his mother and her friend. His mother came home from a party alone and drunk. And when Ed went to tell his mother goodnight, oh. she was laying in her bed reading a book when okay. she said to him, I suppose you're going to want to sit up and talk now. <sighs> bitch. Fucking bitch. I can see straight to First of all, I don't really realize. I don't think she was that drunk. You want to know why? Because when I'm well, drunk, I'm not going to sit there and fucking read. better than me, and that's saying something. No. So I don't believe she was that drunk. Just right. Like, like, that does not I'd never sound like it read would when I'm top a list There's a thousand any. other things that sound like way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, probably. How to kill a mockingbird. What did she do? Something. Grab her fucking Anna Green Gables and Get it, sit kill there. Bird. Get it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love how I over explain oh, my God. jokes. Get it, kill Bird. I only do with the ones that aren't actually that funny. <laughs> I love how I over explain my jokes. Okay, so. He then told her no and said goodnight and went to bed. Oh my God. But in his interview, when he was talking about this, he appeared very emotional. He was teared up, kind of crying, you know. He, yeah, when he, so he was emotional when he would say, when he said, that's what I knew. Okay, I was first of all, that was fake. Okay. So. Something. Um. So Kimper attacked his that mother was the after she went to sleep. Okay. He cool. first hit her in Got the head it. with a hammer, and then it gets back. Okay. He cut her throat, but then he had taken out his, her vocal cords. Christ. And um, he also oh, okay. taken off or cut off her hands. 
And he tried to put the go- the Ew. vocal cords down the garbage disposal, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Ew, you know, I psychologically, mm-hmm. like, I think he took the vocal cords. I 100% agree with you. Because of the things he always um, said. And the hands, because she always he whacked him. decapitated his mom. Like, yeah. And had sex with her. No, he didn't. He admits to doing this. And As he wanted he does. to humi- humiliate No, corpse. he didn't. Because she would always tell him, because of you, my murderous son, I haven't had sex in seven years. Oh. Not he also resorted to propping the head up and throwing darts at it huh? after he finished in her after after hiding his mother's body parts Kemper called his mother his mother's friend Sally and invited her over to the house he then strangled Sally shortly after she had arrived with a Nico scarf and then had sex with her corpse and hid her body in a closet he then the next day fled uh, at okay. Kimber. What? Yeah. All right. So Kimber fled the area the next day, driving east until he reached Who is Colorado, this guy? Where on April okay. 23rd, he made a call to Santa Cruz police to confess to all eight murders. So ten total, but he had already been convicted of the other two. At first, they didn't believe that the guy they known as Big Ed was a killer. There's no way he could have been a killer in their minds. But during interrogations, he would lead them all to the evidence they needed to prove that he was, well, in fact, a killer. Well, you're fucking dumb, because he is. So he was charged with eight counts of first-degree murder and went on trial for his crimes in October of 1973, mm-hmm. where he was found guilty of all the charges. <laughs> and his punishment would be... Um, Kemper said that he thinks that he should be tortured... No shit? Tortured to death. That's what he thought his punishment should be. But instead, he received eight concurrent life sentences... And at present, he's still serving at time in California Medical Facility. So he's still alive. Yeah. Well, he was quite older. I mean, not older, but he was older when they... Have you seen Mindhunter? I'm an old motherfucker. Yeah. So he was probably like in his 30s, 40s back then. And that was like 60s, 80s. He's got to be in his 70s. He was born in... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was born in... We already know his... He was born in like 48. Well, because this story started in the 40s. Yeah, so so he had mentioned in his interview that he had tried to commit yeah. suicide twice and both times with a pin. Yeah. Um, even though he was 6'9 and 250 pounds at this Ooh. point, he was Bucker. considered non-threatening by his victims. His large stature was supplemented by his high intelligence and he had oh. reportedly registered a score sure. of 145 yeah. in an IQ test. At one point, Ed was in prison with Herbert Mullen, who, who he called Herbie. Cute. And yeah, like the from the movie. Oh, that's Herbie. Like the beetle, like you. the bug, or is that Kirby? I told you. Yeah. Um, and then he's also in prison with Charles Manson. <laughs> he. He called Herbert Mullen a cold-blooded killer. I mean, aren't you? Oh, oh bloody hell. So he had mentioned that Herbie, Herbert Mullen, oh, annoyed you know, the other inmates all the room on purpose to talk. when he would, like, hung, hum and sing when they were trying to watch things or whatever. And, uh, so he then tried Ed tried something called beho- behavior modification on him. <laughs> that so would be me. what they do is when they are... Well, yeah, you do, but not everybody else does. Um... What the fuck? Oh, I know what it Shelly is, everybody. why the fuck? So if he was doing good, he well, would give him stupid. peanuts because he liked kidding. peanuts. And he, for some reason, couldn't afford his own fucking nuts. So, <laughs> so if he was doing good, he would give him peanuts because he liked peanuts. Yeah, but how is Ed reporting all this shit? His mom's not around the uh, I mean, commissary. Is it commissary? Yeah, commissary is a hell of a like, thing. So, like, maybe no one was putting money on his books. Probably, actually. You'd be surprised how, um... So I did not. You'd, oh, you'd right. be surprised yeah. how, um, what's the word? Right. Well, and he you did know, with that because he resourceful. bought up a shit ton of peanuts can be because he knows when they he knew Herbie liked him. I'm going to keep calling him Herbie. And so every time that he would be good, he gave him peanuts. But every time that he would act up <laughs> or bad, elephant. he would find some way. He would either hit him, like smack him, 
or he would find okay. a way because his cell was right next to his he would find a way to hit him through the cell so either he'd find a way to like throw something around or at one point he talked about mm -hmm. how he'd gotten a guard to help him because Ed's so fucking friendly everybody loves Ed so he, he would yeah he'd give him peanuts every time he was good um that was just what a little fuck? side fact so about it. But anyways, yeah, so Ed was denied parole many times. times. Every time that he tried, he uh, was denied. But he received an award in prison so for his help with the blind. Because he actually recorded um, audiobooks. Yeah, so um, if anyone's watched Mindhunter, a lot of the stuff they okay, cover yeah, really they well in that, that show. Like, yeah. it's pretty so, accurate. Because when I went to watch the interviews, they show the side-by-side, -side and he says verbatim everything that Ed Kemper actually says in the interview. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if anybody hasn't watched Mindhunter, it's actually really good. But, yeah, I liked it. Um, so in the show, they try to, they're trying to, like, figure out the mindset of all these serial killers, which the term serial killer wasn't even coined at that point. So... This is when they do all this research in the Mindhunter. That's when they actually coined the term serial killer. Um, that wasn't until like the 70s. But what I was going to say, just my last little thing, is the guy who played Ed in Mindhunter did an amazing job. Right. But he's such a good actor. Like, he was able to be the same way. Like, if you've seen the interviews with Ed, he is so, he seems so normal. Like, if I didn't know. I would think he would just be like a cool guy to hang out with and talk to, a good neighbor. Like, you would never know. That's why he got away with this stuff. So when I say he's one of my favorites, it's only because of that. Because no. he, even though he's so big, he is identified as so nice and easy to talk to and all these, like, positive things you would never say about a serial killer. But that's why it's cool is how, it got a, how he got away with all that because of his... Great. I'm not going to be friends with fucking anybody anymore. That's why it's cool. Um, how was it an hour? Well, my daughter's awake, now. and this is already an hour-long yeah, episode. Yeah, we've done that before. That's fine. Because you did a lot of research. That's fine. Yeah, Next time we